And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to The Political Show right here on Active FM. My radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you can call me Giggs. And with me, not in studio, actually, not with me, are... Gavin Inslin. Pastor Gavin Inslin and... The Black Knight. The Black Knight. Like I said, you listen to The politi- Political Show where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. And this week's hot politics... We are speaking about the whole energy crisis here in South Africa, mainly looking at ESCOM, Sarah Maposa, Julius Malema, and Tabo Mbeki. What do they have to do with all of this? Pastor Gans, you want to elaborate more? Yeah, um, well, obviously, we've spoken before on the show about the challenges that are faced, you know, facing South Africa with regards to energy, specifically ele- electricity. And um, the president announced measures to um, alleviate what is called load shedding in South Africa, which is rolling blackouts. And uh, also, uh, Tabo Mbeki has jumped into the fray to slate Sarah Maposa. And yeah, at the political show, we actually have an issue with that because many of the Eskom problems were actually caused by Tabo Mbeki. So it's very easy for someone like that to come and chirp and say something about the current guy when you're actually the person that caused the problems in the first place. And, uh, you know, so um, in terms of that whole discourse that took place there, where he slated him, I think uh, Sarah Maposa was in attendance when Tabo Mbeki slated him at an ANC um, regional conference. Uh, I find it's very hypocritical, you know, um, and yeah, to me it's, it's like... Um, people within a party have got access to ground and so they, they air it on a national stage and and in the meantime the the real issues they use the real issues to 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 smash the guys currently in power but for the guy who helped cause them to say this you know this is how the world is the world's hypocritical place people who cause a problem then now the guy who received the problem and maybe made the problem worse but they still received the problem from you in the first place so um now you slate that that guy you know um in in public it sounds like Joe Biden, who apparently um, recently blamed Donald Trump for high fuel prices in America. Um, you know, so with Tabo and Becky, <laughs> you know, like, like when, when, when Trump handed over to Biden, the fuel prices in America, and in, in fact, worldwide were quite low. And now they're sky high, and Biden's blaming Trump. But now in this instance, the Eskom problem started under Tabo and Becky. Uh, Eskom came to him with proposals in about 1998, I think even before he was the president. He refused those plans and within a few years our grid was under pressure. So yeah, um, that's what we're going to to be discussing. Uh, have I got it right, Cynthia? Uh, and Julius Malema, what does Julius Malema have to do with everything? Look, Julius Malema also in the past has made some comments about Eskom. I don't know what comments he's made recently, 
but he did make comments about not selling off the Eskom, you know, entity um, because it's a national asset. And I find myself agreeing with him. Yeah. So please don't tell anyone I said that. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I find myself. It's it's a monumental show. This moment where Pastor Gavin has agreed with Julius Malema. <laughs> it's probably not the first time. I just don't always believe his sincerity. <laughs> you know, he claims things and I don't believe he lives it. Yeah. But anyway, I don't I don't like saying this in public. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like admitting when I agree with that guy because he says he's a Marxist Leninist. <laughs> And I'm a I'm a Christian pastor, so they don't go together well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But we both for the uh, well, uh, he says he's for the poor. I know I'm for the poor. So on the face of it, we both for the poor, and we both for Eskom being a national asset to South Africa. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're going to be speaking about. It's going to be interesting. We're going to go through what the president actually said on Monday, the 25th of July. And hear what Tabo Mbegi had to say about that and what uh, Julius Malema is basically saying about it's going to be a hot show because it's a political show. I mean, what? how can we say we're part of activism if we don't produce some hot content? Here's a song called Signals by Misfit, and it's a remix. The fiends and we overcame Then we lost each other and we lost our way It's hard to breathe and alone I'm fighting I need you now to save me somehow Can you see my signal rising to the sky in the night The ghouls and ghosts rushing to fight I need you by my side The flame in my eyes is burning
Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was. If 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 me and Pastor were, were listening to it, yeah, it was gonna be very awesome. Yeah, I was <laughs> taking a sip of coffee and so I was coughing, <laughs> and I couldn't hear the beat above my cough. <laughs> but we believe it. We believe it. It was a nice one. Hey. We believe it was a nice one. <laughs> yeah, I was listening no, to the song. It's active with them. Active with them only produces. That's right. Concept. Uh, you mean the dad jokes are way too, um, you know, intellectual uh, for the mere children. <laughs> so we're basically speaking about um, what President Sri Ramaphosa basically said about what they want, what they're planning on doing with ESCOM and the whole energy crisis in South Africa. So I'm going to be reading from his speech that he said, if you didn't know, there was a family meeting on Monday. Um, and if you're not from South Africa, a family meeting is basically when the president addresses the nation. Yeah, just to, just to, mention, about, just to mention about that, obviously you had to have electricity to be able to watch it. <laughs> That's true as well. That's very funny. That's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> But he basically said, fellow South Africans, tonight I want to address, and I'm not going to go through the whole speech. I'm just going to uh, speak on specific parts that have to do with the show. But he says, tonight I want to address you about uh, the energy crisis that is confronting our nation. During the past three weeks, the via load shedding has disrupted all of our lives and caused immense damage to our economy. The daily power cuts we have been experiencing has inconvenienced millions of households and have presented huge challenges for businesses. After more than a decade without a reliable electricity supply, South Africans are justifiably frustrated and angry. They are fed up. We have therefore developed a set of actions to respond to the crisis. The crisis that 
that we are facing requires that we should take bold, courageous and decisive action to close the electricity gap. And then okay, I just want to interrupt you. I just want to interrupt you. The actions have neither been bold, decisive or anything like that. Uh, this has been going on to the point where the public has known about it since 2008. So there's nothing bold and there's nothing decisive and there's nothing anything else that has been done. So when the pres when yeah when the president says that, we've now been through four presidents with the same problem, and the you know the the people working within the Eskom utility um, have in many in in many instances been working against the government. To be quite frank with you, so you know I find those I find those words quite patronising. Just thought I'd mention that. Uh, can I, can I also just say, is it isn't it funny how he's talking to South Africans us? And then telling us that we are angry, but he's saying the people are angry, but which we are the people and I'm, I'm sitting in and I'm asking myself, am I angry? You know, that's, that's just another thought that I was thinking about that. Well, only when the power's off or when it costs like a million rand yeah. for a minute of electricity, then, then I'm angry. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for, for that, not for the reasons that he, he, no. he's saying that we are angry, but he's speaking to us. So, no, it's crazy. Like, he's telling you about you, that, hey, you are angry. So be angry right now. So I, I, thought, I thought that was interesting for me. Uh, you can, sorry, Cynthia. Well, sorry. well, also, you could say that it's only when we're angry that he does something. Oh, okay. Makes sense. And Karazan says, in the past 10 days, I have held extensive discussions with the ESCOM executive manager. Okay, can I just, so can I just, I need to interrupt there again. <laughs> Sorry, Kicks, I need to interrupt again. For the past 10 days, this problem's been going on for 14 years. <laughs> well, that the public has known about it. Actually happened before that, but we didn't know. Yeah. When load shedding started in 2008, it's been going on for 14 years, and now for 10 days he's been speaking to people at, at ESCOM. <laughs> to me, that's ludicrous. I mean, his, his, his three predecessors, Tabo Mbeki, Gelema uh, Motlante and Jacob Zuma should all have been speaking to Eskom mm. and now finally after 14 years the president's been speaking to Eskom for the past 10 days mm. yay well mm. done mm. this is in the past 10 days I've ha I held extensive discussions with the Eskom executive management power station managers and former Eskom personnel I've also met with La Labour Federation's Business Unity South Africa the Black Business Council, community representatives, and several experts in the energy sector. This morning, speaking about Monday morning, I also met political party leaders. And then later on, he says, all the people I've spoken to, this is the time when the country must unite to address this challenge. That doesn't make sense. But the set of additional actions I'm announcing this evening, and this is yeah, so we must we must all unite to do something about a problem him and some other rich people mm -hmm. and some other political leaders have caused that we actually have no um, you know we have no power to influence or change. We're just sitting on the butt end of this thing. So um, you know we must unite. I mean, really, you messed it up, so fix it. So mm -hmm. <laughs> Actually, this is what it says. All the people I've spoken to have said this is the time when the country must unite to address this challenge. The set of additional actions I have announced, I am announcing this evening. Firstly, we aimed 
at improving the performance ESCOM's existing fleet of power stations. Secondly, will accelerate the procurement of new generation capacity. Thirdly, are intended to massively increase private investment in generation capacity. And fourthly, are designed to enable businesses in rooftop solar. And finally, are directed at fundamentally transforming the electricity sector and positioning it for future sustainability. And then he goes on about um, how much electricity we use in South Africa and, and stuff. And then there was an article that came out in the Financial Times that basically covered the story, uh, well, covered the, the address from President Cyril Maposa, and this is what the the headline says, South Africa to open up power generation to tackle energy crisis. And I'm just going to read from parts of the article. It says the South African government has enlisted the private sector in an emergency plan to tackle the worst ever rolling blackouts in Africa's most industrialized economy by, scra uh, by scrapping controls of, on companies generating their own power outside the broken ESCOM monopoly. President Siramaposa said on Monday that a wave of new private generation was needed to rescue the country's grid of the recent power cuts of unprecedented intensity, disrupted all our lives and caused immense damage to our country. Um, cascade of breakdowns and illegal strike action at ESCOM's fleet of aging coal stations have plunged South Africans into darkness for up to 12 hours a day this winter, accelerating the utility's long decline and adding to pressure on the ruling African National Congress. So what are your thoughts on that? Oh, and it, the thing basically ends, the article basically ends and it says, Ramaphosa is dealing with a legacy of years of failure to invest in new supply forcing ESCOM to keep decades of old plants running without proper maintenance in order to keep the lights on. That has left ESCOM with as little as 26,000 megawatts of capacity to meet national demand that peaks at 32,000 megawatts in winter, forcing, to, forcing it to cut up to 6,000 megawatts from the grid at a time at a time despite the crisis, the ANC, whose heartlands include coal-producing regions that supply ESCOM has been internally divided over taking power generations out of state hands. South Africa's lost a complete procurement of independent renewable power was in 2016. So what are your thoughts on that article? Yeah, um, you know, l listening to all of these things, um, you know, none of it's new. And... Um, you know the 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 thing is in terms of this that uh, um, <laughs> uh, he's talking about things that have been known for a long time. Uh, my concern also is is some of the people he's been speaking to, for example, one in particular, Business Unity SA. That's like an organisation that has come out of the mil middle of nowhere. And um, one of the things he's also spoken about is this whole thing of renewable energy. And there are big big issues, you know, when it comes to renewable energy. That uh, we're needing to, um, you know, to 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 understand. For example, uh, people are putting in solar panels all over the place. Now those things don't last forever. In fact, the best predictions are 25 years, but a lot of them last as little as two years. Now, when you take that thing off, that thing is very toxic to the environment. You can't just dispose of it. 
so um, you know what waste plan is there for all these solar panels? And I guarantee you, if 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 someone were to ask the president that, he wouldn't have an answer for the um, the the disposal of waste products. Um, they they talk about nuclear as being so dangerous, but the thing is, if we had another one or two nuclear power plants, you know, we'd probably solve the, the 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 electricity problem. And also, the only problem with nuclear is the nuclear waste. But they know, I mean, there's extensive plans out to deal with it. They put it in some sort of a big concrete block, and the, the stuff never escapes from that, if you know what I'm saying. Um, and and the, other, the other thing is they talk about clean versus dirty energy. And the reality is that there's no such thing as clean energy when it comes to electricity. All right? There's only dirty energy. So um, even that, when they're saying that, that wind and solar are clean energy, they're not. If you start looking at carbon emissions and all of those sorts of things, or, or waste products, you know, toxic to the environment, like in the case of solar, um, you know, these guys are not very honest about this. So um, he said some of the right things. And uh, obviously the statement he made that uh, additional power generation capacity is needed, that is true. But the question is how they're going to do it. Um, you know, th- there's a big question mark in terms of that, how, they, how they're actually going to do it. Um, and if they do it wrong, it's going to be a disaster. Black knife. Um, what 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 I'm skimming from from all of this is just someone a, a, a government that's um, taking the responsibility of them now. Um, whereby if if we if we go about obviously this whole thing with privatizing um, ESCOM and all of that. It's no more on the state now to it's no more on the government to um you can't hold the government on when there's blackouts or whatever you'll have to hold a company you get what i'm saying and 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 then when that happens we 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 can see already with the business people um when um, greed hits like they don't have a heart anymore you get what i'm saying so you'll have a lot of a lot of um you'll have a lot of places that won't have electricity because um they can't afford like right now under escom there's like like tons and tons and tons of money that's not that hasn't been paid by uh, billions actually um by residents uh, they they they've been having electricity for free bridging electricity and all of that so so um when when we have this um solar panel thing happening um and then if let me say the the weather is like today and then you're going to have to generate um the electricity from from escom now you know um and then that's where even more control more control from from the government um um themselves so it's i think yeah you, it's it's just a plot of control of controlling of controlling the masses but also the government i feel like the government is just taking the responsibility of them with this whole escom and people not have um won't be having electricity in the future so we still have to hear what Julius Malema and former President Thabo Beggy have to say. So, here's a song called Method to Madness and we'll hear what they have to say afterwards. Yeah. 
Since you're listening to Active FM, Christ music is hot music. You know what it is. That was Method to Madness. How awesome was that track? Well, yeah, they're all awesome. <laughs> I'm going mad. So you're basically speaking. You're basically speaking about. Uh, well, in the previous segment, we were speaking about what uh, President Ramaphosa said about the end that they have to implement. They want to implement the South African stuff. Now, um, there was an article that was released on the Daily Maverick, or if you go through a lot of the South African publications, you'll find articles about this. But it basically says that former President Thabo Mbeki ANC for failing on unemployment, poverty, and equality. But um, in him slamming the ANC in inverted commas, basically he spoke about how they're not performing well, especially President Sir Maposa. And he says, it says, former President Sabombegi did not mince his words in a speech at the memorial service for ANC Deputy Secretary, Secretary General Jesse Durate. Did I say her surname properly? Durate. No, Duarte. Duarte. <laughs> um, saying that the party had failed to effectively deal with issues around its renewal, as well as unemployment, poverty, and equality, which continue to haunt the country. Um, it says it is true that uh, Jesse style, the former ANC president, used his speech at the 
Johannesburg City Hall to highlight the alarming lawlessness in the country and urge serious action to stop it. And these are his words. In terms of our commitment to serve people, we have to address those issues. The fact that the fact of the matter is, comrades, as I am standing here, we do not have an agreed a national plan to address these challenges. Comrade President Cyril Maposa, when he addressed the state of the nation in February, uh, that that is where he said in 100 days, there must be a comprehensive social compact to address these matters. Nothing has happened. And then it, it basically also says, uh, Tabombegi used Mangawung as an example of a municipal government that has been paralyzed by constant bickering between ANC members. The ANC-led municipality is one of 15 in the free state that owed ESCOM 16 billion rand as at the end of February 2022. It has been downgraded to junk status twice by ratings agency Moody's. What are your thoughts on, those, on that? Look, obviously with ESCOM, in terms of the, the funding, um, you know, there's a number of problems. Um, the first is that um, uh, the ESCOM was built on the model of um, the fact that it was funded by those who use, by those who use electricity. So um, the, 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 the thing is that uh, uh, you've then got a situation where there's large areas of the country, you know, which have not paid for the electricity that, that, was, that was used. And so therefore, um, the, the actual model upon which the organization was originally built, you know, was, was broken. Also, you've got guys coming along with these climate change things that we've been speaking about the last few years. And the reality is because of the stuff that these guys are saying, it's not only South Africa now that has a problem, you know, when it comes to energy, uh, electricity and energy specifically. And, uh, you know, they've been doing everything in their power to shut down um, our performance. And so I believe that there's an element of that that has also hurt Eskom. And if you look now, for example, in, in Europe, in Germany, they've shut down many of their nuclear power stations. They've, they've shut down coal-fired power stations. They've been relying on Russian gas. And now Vladimir Putin is slowing down the, the sending of gas to Germany. So now they've got a power crisis. And obviously it's going to be cold there soon. So, you know, they were complaining about people dying of the heat in the UK last week. There was going to be like a thousand, you know. Well, there probably are going to be quite a few deaths in Germany because of the cold. Uh, people are not going to be able to handle the cold. Uh, and, and that is because of these power decisions. Now, many of these people that are advising us are probably the same people you know, that come from Europe that have made those decisions in, in, in for example, Europe. So um, also, if I look at who has been speaking to, particularly, for example, that, uh, that Business Unity South Africa, um, I don't trust that organization. I don't know that that is a grassroots organization of entrepreneurs you know to me that's like some sort of globalist thing and so when i'm looking at who he's been talking to you know i'm not i'm not confident that he's been talking to the right people um and the final thing is when they talk about renewables um i, I know for a fact that solar and wind are not going to be able to power industry you know factories and all of those sorts of things and so south africans would actually want industry to be powered and so I'm not also I'm also not confident in the plan, you know, be be because of that. 
And so they're telling us to unite, but they're telling us to unite behind what they're doing. And it's not like we have a lot of input here, you know, in terms of what they're doing. And uh, the, the thing about that is, is that I believe if you had a referendum about it, the average South African would vote to say that um, the majority of our coal resources should be used to fuel South Africa's needs first so that we reduce our, 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 our dependency on foreign oil and all sorts of things like that. And uh, the thing is, and, and, and this, is, this is where my bugbear comes. So they, they, they handle the power situation. You get all these renewables. Um, and then what's going to happen with the coal? They're not going to stop mining it. So it's going to be used by people outside of South Africa. And that's something that's not entered the conversation that I've seen. Is that, um, you know, if we stop using the coal for climate change, then they should stop mining the, the coal. And they're not going to. They're going to continue to mine it, and they're going to ship it offshore somewhere overseas, um, other countries like China and wherever else. And so, you know, in, in terms of that, the, 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 the authorities and the establishment, and it's not just Ramaphosa now, you know, they, they need to answer for that, including Thabo Mbeki. Because while Thabo Mbeki said all the things that he said, um, he's part of the problem. And uh, in terms of Julius Malema, obviously he said some of those things about, about Eskom. But for me, this right now is just about the biggest threat to the South African people. And I don't hear Julius Malema talking about this enough, I'm going to be honest with you. And this is also why, you know, uh, um, you know, I have concerns about that. He says it every now and then, but this should be the number one issue. The number one issue should be the whole climate change agenda and the strategy around Eskom. Uh, you know, even this thing with softening it off and giving it to people so people, private people can own it, you know, I, I agree that's wrong. But uh, it's not the number one thing he talks about. He talks about some small white farmers somewhere doing this or that or the next thing and things like that. But he doesn't address the real problem that is a humongous threat to the average South African. doesn't matter what race they are. So um, those are my concerns. I, I don't get the sense that the real issues you know are being talked about and this is just me as a layman having had conversations with people i know that work in eskom and also listening to people that are you know of an engineering background from eskom or used to be in eskom or things like that um they all seem to be saying the same thing and uh although the 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 politicians are saying some of those things there's a number of other things that are being said which do not line up with that if you know what I'm saying. So, for, for instance, they talk about renewables. So, let's just take solar. You can power up a house with solar. You cannot power up a factory with solar. And also, you don't have solar power 24 hours a day. And the battery technology to store that solar power is prohibitively expensive. And so, if you're going to rely entirely on renewables, you're going to pay 10 or 20 times the price for electricity than what you're paying today. They're not telling people that either. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that was Tabo Mbegi and with Julius Malema, there's an article that was released by SABC News, actually. And it says Malema accuses ANC-led government of deliberately destroying ESCO. The economic freedom... So again, can I, can, I, can, I, can I frighten you, Geeks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree with him. <laughs> don't know how to say it. I'm a bit embarrassed, you know what I mean? But I agree with him. There's deep stuff happening here. Should have been in the studio with you guys. <laughs> yeah. 
No, he's right. I think, well, okay, now let me not, let me not say that. So. I think he's right. Yeah. Sure. I think, I, I think he knows what he's talking about. He doesn't say it enough. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the, forget about all these land issues. What's all the land that's going to be worth if we don't have power? Nothing. This no. should be his number one issue. This is the number one freedom issue for this country. That and fuel and food. There's three issues. You need to deal with Eskom. You need to deal with food, with fuel, and you need to deal with food. And to my mind, all the wrong things are being done in all three of those areas. And you solve the coal True. problem, you might solve two of those areas. No, three. Three. You might we can solve produce all three. South Africa doesn't need to import food. This is why we've got to look at farming differently. We can, we can feed ourselves. So those are the three things you need to solve. Okay. <laughs> That, those are the, the, the most pressing issues. And then let the church deal with the moral issues. Yeah. Sorry, continue. <laughs> but I'm saying I agree with him. Malema has accused the African National Congress-led government of deliberately destroying ESCOM in order to privatize the power utility. He says this is becoming a common trend under President Cyril Ramaphosa. Malema says... State-owned entities, including South African Airways, are running to the ground. Briefing the media at the EFF headquarters in Johannesburg, he said they would not allow a situation in which South Africa degenerated into a failed state due to corruption. And his words are, the former liberation movement under this current misguidance of the president is on the path to destroy ESCOM in the same way they are destroying all other SOEs. The sitting government has manufactured the electricity crisis because they want to create space of the independent power producers who are largely co companies from the West working with close friends and cronies and family members of the sitting Sorry, I disagree with him there. He says they're, they're from the West, okay? Now, there are those guys from the West. I do agree mm -hmm. with him there. But he doesn't mention his friends, China. Mm -hmm. I mean, so much of our coal right now is being shipped out. And our railway network's destroyed. He doesn't mention that either. But it's being shipped out by truck via Mozambique to China. All right? He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't mention that. China's he, raping us just as much as the West. He loves China. <laughs> he loves China a lot. Does he? Yeah, a lot. I saw him many years ago complain about China, but he, he's not mentioning it yet. He just says the West, and he'll say whites, but he's actually not giving the full extent of the real problem, mm. if you understand what mm -hmm. I'm saying. No, I do. Yeah, but do you think that, because uh, obviously we were on Twitter yesterday, and so if you're listening to us on Friday, um, this was Tuesday, and obviously Julius Malema was trending on Twitter and one of the videos that we saw on Twitter was a video where in the same year, I think it was last year, he slated Judge Tlope saying how he's not a good judge and all of these things and then a few months later he speaks about how Judge Tlope should be the one that is um, chosen and all of this. Yeah. So do we even trust what Julius Manema has to say about situations like this? Look, the first thing I'm looking for is, does the person say the right stuff? And in terms of what he's saying about Eskom and other state-owned enterprises, I don't think he's wrong. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to look at that first. And there are things that this guy's saying that are correct. Yeah. 
obviously what he doesn't mention is that the the strategy to implode things is a Marxist one. And he is a Marxist. So, what, so do you think that he's saying what he's saying just so that he can... No, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, what I'm saying is he says he's a Marxist and then he complains about things Marxists do, which is to implode an economy because you've got to implode the economy for people to accept socialism. All right, and, then that, and that's in the National Democratic Revolution, which on a number of occasions he would have been part of ANC conferences that uh, resolved to continue their dedication to the National Democratic Revolution. So I haven't ever heard that he has distanced himself from the ideals of the National Democratic Revolution, which came as a communist document in the early 1960s, um, you know, which, which would then explain why Eskom and all of these things are happening. Um, you know, so, but, 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 but what he's saying, to me, on the face of it, a lot of what he's saying, from my perspective, looks true. Yeah. You know. A uh, Black Knight, what are your final thoughts? Uh, uh, ju- just to, to add on, on on that with the whole whole thing with Malema. Um he was he on, on the on the podcast that he was on with Mac G, he was actually um like referencing China the whole time, how he went to China and how if you go to China as a black person a kid would come and and wipe your skin because they think you're dirty. But I think he's, he, I think he was just being extreme. No, no, they, no, 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 no. For real. The, the, but even it doesn't matter. Just blacks. If you're not Chinese, they're very racist. Eh? Oh, for real. Extremely racist. No, oh. the Chinese. Are, no, the Chinese are extremely racist. No, that's a fact. So, so he, okay. So he was right. He, he was right. So he 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 is. He is. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if Chinese kids were wiping his skin. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. So I can't vouch for that. Also, it's not true. But I mean, the Chinese are racist. Yeah. And then he was speaking on how on how these the order and it's under a a a, a, a communist I, ideal and he likes that and he was busy referencing the banking it. system's busy falling apart. Did yeah. he not mention that? No. 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 He's lying. And and they, and, and they they they've put tanks. In the way of people to prevent them to get to the bank to go and withdraw their money. Sure. They stop people withdrawing their money from the banks with tanks. Because their banking system's collapsing. Because they don't have the money. No, the banking system's collapsing. Sure. Um, they, 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 they've made a huge right roll messy. The same as what the West is. China mm. is, in fact, China, from what I've seen, is even in a bigger mess. Worse, yeah. Okay, so so that now when, 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 when Giggs was asking, you know, do we believe him? No, that's a problem. He's, mm. he's, there's a big hole in his theory. Yeah, for and 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 just and just the last thing with this whole thing that's happening. Yeah, I think um, it's back to that whole thing in, in that parliament. You you can never believe anyone. You know, um, you can never believe John Steenhuisen. You can never believe Malema. You can never believe um, um, our 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 current president because you never know if they. It's like because it's like they all know what's happening. Yeah, look, they're all spinning things to make to make themselves look good. Yeah, so so believing them, I don't. As long as they 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 politicians right now, and they talk and they talk about God also at the same time, and they know they know Jesus, they know God. I don't believe them. Yeah. yeah. So in Romans ten verse nine to eleven, it says, "If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved." 
but it, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Yeah, so the warning is clear. If you believe that a politician or a businessman or someone is going to be your savior, you know, you, you're, going to, you're going to be disappointed. Um, you know, that's an important warning that we need to take into account right there. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is also that, uh, you know, when you look at um, um, the world, uh, every one of us is going to die. And every one of us, if our inner thoughts and the hidden things in our minds, you know, were to be put out there in public, we'd be put to shame. And the promise of the gospel says that if we b- believe in our hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead and we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, then we will be saved and we will never be put to shame. And that's just what I'd like to leave the listeners with today. You know, there's no president or whatever that's going to save you from that, even if they're a good president, even if they do all the right things, even if the economy grows at a fantastic rate under under their, their, their leadership. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They cannot save you from death and they cannot save you from the fact that one day you're going to say, face God and everything is going to be put out there and you will be put to shame. But by the blood of Jesus. In other words, if your sin hasn't been washed away by the blood of Jesus who was punished in our place, then you're going to be put to shame. But anyone who believes in Jesus will never be put to shame. Sure. Mm. Sure. Amen. This has been the political show right here on Active Family Radio has never been better. I'm your girl Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix and with me we have Gavin Enslin. Pastor Gavin Enslin and The Black Knight. The Black Knight, right here on the political show where Christ politics is. Hot politics. Hot politics. Active FM. Radio has never been better.